Hare Krishna. This is a reading of Sri Shikshastaka, Eight Beautiful Instructions, composed by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, with commentary entitled Samnodana Basyam by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and further purports by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Listeners interested in spiritual topics are invited to visit our website, sadhusanga.com. Glory to the Sri Krishna Sankirtan, which cleanses the heart of all the dust accumulated for years and extinguishes the fire of conditional life of repeated birth and death. This Sankirtan movement is the prime benediction for humanity at large because it spreads the rays of the benediction moon. It is the life of all transcendental knowledge. It increases the ocean of transcendental bliss. And it enables us to fully taste the nectar for which we are always anxious. Sri Samnodana Basyam by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. I begin Sri Samnodana Basyam, a commentary on the Shikshastika verses by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by first offering my humble obeisances unto the Lord, who eternally manifests with his eternal associates. The Panchatattva. Supremacy of the Path of Devotional Service The path of devotional service is the highest perfection of life and is sought after in all Vedic literatures. Applying his superior intelligence to researching the Vedas, Lord Brahma ascertained that the best method of self-realization is the awakening of one's loving attachment to Lord Hari the Supreme Lord within everyone's heart. 
This philosophical conclusion thus unequivocally establishes the supremacy of devotional service over fruitive activities, speculative knowledge, or any other process. Pure devotional love of Godhead is unattainable without great faith and intense eagerness to relish the nectarian pastimes of the Supreme Lord and without a deep understanding of the esoteric truths of the scriptures. And even when profound faith is present, it is impossible to discuss the transcendental topics of the Supreme Lord without the association of saintly persons, because this activity is integral to the hearing and chanting process of devotional service. The Srimad Bhagavatam confirms this as follows. It is only in the association of my pure devotees that discussions about my transcendental glory become spiritually potent and arouse loving devotional mellows within the inner core of one's heart. Statements as these extol the virtues of saintly association because the Lord's holy name, form, qualities, and activities are perfectly glorified in righteous company. Lord Chaitanya, in his teachings, foremostly discusses these glories. In the fourth line of the present shloka, for example, the word param indicates the process of chanting Krishna's holy name, which is naturally all purifying and so is the highest form of benediction. Through all the different stages of spiritual progress, beginning with shraddha or faith, sadhu sangha, saintly association, bhajana kriya, practical devotional service, etc., chanting maintains its preeminence. However, chanting in a pure and devotional mood is never to be confused with cheap sentimentality or pseudo-devotional chanting. In these Shikshastika verses, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has explained in his own words the principles of Sambandha, Abhideha, and Prayojana, or our eternal relationship with God, the means by which we can revive it, and the nature of this relationship as the ultimate goal and necessity for every living being. This commentary, then, will briefly discuss these philosophical conclusions. Lord Chaitanya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is lovingly served by the pure Vaishnav devotees, himself declares, let the congregational chanting of the holy name be especially glorified. Therefore, please hear how the chanting of the holy name is always victorious, even in the mundane world, which is created by the external energy of the Lord. Scripture emphasizes the absolute oneness of the supreme truth. We read in the Shruti Shastra, only that one non-dual substance existed before creation. And in another place, other than the one non-dual Brahman, no variegatedness exists. These statements establish what is essentially the all-pervading, impersonal aspect of the Absolute Truth. However, the statement, everything is Brahman, actually emphasizes the principle that the eternal and supreme Absolute Truth is personal and differentiated. How is this? 
And the simultaneity of differentiated personalism and undifferentiated impersonalism, it is the personal feature which is prominently perceptible, whereas impersonalism is imperceptible due to its being non-differentiated. Therefore, the personal feature of the absolute truth predominates. Our guru on such scriptural conclusions, Srila Jiva Goswami, states that the one absolute truth eternally exists in four features. His original, transcendental form, his external or all-pervasive energy, the living entities, and as the subtotal of all existence. This is analogous to the four features of the sun, the sun god himself, the sun disk, the sun shine, and the reflections of the sun's rays on other surfaces. The point here is that God alone is the supreme absolute truth, Shaktiman, the only source of all potencies or energies. Although Sripad Sankaracharya's commentary on the Brahma Sutra does argue the essential oneness of the energetic source, Shaktiman, and energy Shakti, the Vedas conclude, from the Svetasvatara Upanishad 6.8, that supreme absolute truth manifests himself in a variety of forms. His potencies are multifarious. This proves that the inconceivable absolute truth performs actions that appear paradoxical and contradictory. Hence, the essential and eternal difference between energy and the energetic source is also an unavoidable conclusion, a conclusive principle that cannot be successfully challenged by arguments from the philosophical school of monism, or Kevala Advaita Vada. The absolute potent, or supreme truth, manifests himself in three categories, as his internal potency, his marginal potency, and his external potency. Through the agency of his internal potency, he manifests the full absolute nature, or infinite transcendental realm. And as the possessor of all energetic expansions, he exists there eternally as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. To facilitate the enacting of personal pastimes, his internal potency manifests the spiritual Vaikuntha planets. The marginal potency, or the eternal living entity, who is like a ray of the sun, an infinitesimal spark, is part and parcel of the absolute truth, and thus non-different from him. But the external energy, or maya, is only the reflection of this eternal, spiritual realm and acts as a backdrop for the different mundane situations to which the conditioned souls become attracted. In this way, the living entity, or marginal energy, and Vaikuntha, or the transcendence, are simultaneously different and non-different from the Supreme Lord. As long as the jiva takes full shelter of the Supreme Lord, he remains a resident of the spiritual planets. But when he forgets the innate spiritual knowledge about the Lord, he is placed outside the transcendental realm. The jiva is compared to a ray of the sun, but under the cloud of maya, or the illusory energy, 
His conditioned state is an unconstitutional and hence unnatural term of existence. The jiva exists to support and participate in the Lord's transcendental eternal pastimes, but his marginal nature makes him vulnerable and can bring him under Maya's spell to suffer the pangs of repeated birth and death. But as soon as the individual spiritual spark awakens to realize his original self, the dark mist of ignorance, or maya, dissipate, and the long suffering of repeated birth and death at last comes to a halt. He regains his true spiritual identity. The pure association of saintly persons acts miraculously on the jiva. He develops taste and interest for scriptural knowledge as well as attraction for the all-attractive Supreme Lord Himself. Thus situated in His original constitutional position, the awakened soul becomes eligible to enter into loving, conjugal exchanges with the Lord. It is sincere faith that leads one to find real saintly association, and thence to the shelter of a bona fide spiritual master from whom he hears the true imports of the revealed scriptures. After submissive hearing, the process of chanting begins, and gradually, as his original nature becomes dominant, the spiritualized jiva triumphs over the illusory energy, maya. This, briefly, is the sublime effect of chanting the Lord's holy name, for chanting alone cleanses the heart, ceto darpana marginam, and eventually brings seven types of perfections to the jiva.